Amen. Are you ready? All right. Psalms 55 and 22. It reads, cast your burden on the Lord, and he will, somebody say he will, will. sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Boy, that, that ought to make somebody leap for joy right there. Let me read it another way. Leave your troubles with the Lord. And he will defend you. He never let honest people be defeated. Somebody ought to say something. Bless the reading and hearing of God's word. Amen. 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 Ah, Psalms 55 and 22. Let me, I've danced around this subject. I just, I don't know. I had two already, but the Lord didn't say nothing. But he put something in my spirit to say, Jesus, the stress reliever. Jesus. The stress reliever. Amen. You know, we're living in a time where we try to uh, uh, feel easy, even when things are not easy. Can't sleep. Can't think. Can't halfway function. Somebody say stress. It's always something present to be stressful about. Right. Am I right? Somebody experienced stress this morning about coming to the house of God. Am I right about it? Stress. What is it? What, what is stress? It's, it's a mentally, emotional, or physical strains caused by anxiety, overworked, and stressing over things you have no control over. Some folks actually think wearing helps. And I'm of the opinion they just haven't been taught. They haven't been introduced to Jesus, the stress reliever. The scripture says, cast your burdens on the Lord. Just, hey. Your concerns, your problems, your issues, your situations. It didn't qualify as to what to cast. If it's more than you, give it to the Lord. I say, if it's more than you, give it to the Lord. Am I right about it? It may cause, stress can cause symptoms like high blood pressure, diabetes, depression, just a whole multitude of things causing folks to do things to try to relieve their stress. Let's talk about that for a minute. Some people, we're not talking about us. Somebody say he's not talking about me now. 
Some people deal with stress through illegal drugs. Crack, cocaine, marijuana. I say illegal drugs. In a few years, some of it would be legal. Presently, they illegal. So how do they use stress? Well, you get high for the moment and enjoy the moment because you know the stress is on its way back. That don't sound like a stress reliever to me. That sounds like a temporary fix. Some folks deal with stress through prescription drugs. Start out innocent and mess around and get hooked because the stress was more embedded than they anticipated. So they call a doctor up and say, hey, I need another refill. And before you know it, you're on your fifth or sixth refill. I'm not talking about blood pressure medication. I'm talking about anxiety medication, medication to help you sleep. Somebody, some people use gossip as a stress reliever. And then gossiping, you know it's going to be some lying. Well, it's always some lying and gossip. That's why, the, uh, that's why the Bible tells us not to. Have you ever played that game where 10 folks line up and somebody at the end say something, and, 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 and by the time it get to the other end, it's changed every time? That's just human tendency to add your little bit in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I ain't meddling nobody, am I? Some folks use alcohol. Alcohol is not illegal, but alcohol is not a stress reliever. It just makes the stress go away just for a moment. And you come down or get sober, there's stress looking at you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You thought I didn't see you now, didn't you? Uh-huh. Now give me what you promised to me. Give it here. Come on. So you go get you another bottle of Jack. It's many other things that people use to deal with stress. So now I'm getting ready to talk about you. You God's people, right? Did anybody say they was a child of God? Since you are. God's people deal with stress through faith. This is a permanent fix. It doesn't mean that you're not going to experience stress anymore, but it does mean you know how to hand it off. Am I right about it? That's how God's people deal with stress. Now, if you're stressing out and you claim to be a person, a, 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 a child of God, something ain't quite right with that. The scripture says, cast your burdens on the Lord. And he will, what? Defend you, sustain you, brace you up, hold you up. Am I right about it? Right. Pastor, that's hard. We're not talking about kindergarten stuff here. We talking about having faith in God. Well, Pastor, how can I have faith in somebody I don't see? I've never seen. Well, well you value air and you've never seen air? 
Am I right about it? You value that job being where it was when you left it Friday evening. I just want you to think about it. By faith, we trust God. By faith, this earth was created by God. By faith, he spoke this earth into his... By faith, we believe. If you want to go down through, just go down to Hebrews, and it'll tell you by faith, by faith, by faith, how God people trusted him. Are you trusting God? Now, I know in times like these, you feel like you can fix it yourself. You feel like you don't have to bother God with trivial matters. But God is saying it don't get too little and it don't get too big. See, little stress will turn into big stress. And if you don't watch it, you'll have the folks that you live with stressful because of your stress. Am I right about it? You'll be saying, hey, give me a sip of that Jack because you're stressing me out. Give me a hit of that joint because you stress it. You just getting on my nerves. Uh-oh, I, I think I rung somebody's doorbell. See, God's people have privileges. And that's what makes me so excited about being a child of God. I got privileges. Somebody say, I got privileges. Amen. You got, you're a child of God. Your father owned the cattle of a thousand here. You have privileges. Your father made you. You have privileges. Your father gives you what you need. You have privileges. Your father says, whatever is wearing you, give it to me. God is saying, I'm built for it. You are not. All I want you to do is just be obedient. Oh, that's the hardest part, Pastor. What? Have you ever heard the little edict say you want your cake and, and you want to eat it too? Well, that's how a lot of today modern Christians are. They want the favor of God, but they want to be able to do their own thing. I'm in somebody's kitchen. But you need to know that. It's either all God or all where. Because you're not a hot nor cold, God said, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I'm going to throw you up out of my kingdom. I'm going to throw you up out of my favor. Uh-oh. Now, now I oughta, I, somebody ought to say something. You don't want to be thrown out of God's favor. Why, Pastor? Because we live and we move and we have our being in Christ. You don't want to be thrown up out of God's favor. Am I right about it? See, let me add some qualifiers to this privilege because everybody needs to know that there are a let group of people that's given this privilege. And the elect group of people are those people who are trusting and believing God. It's not based upon the family you was born in. It's not based upon what kind of car you drive or what kind of house you live in or what kind of job you work on. It's not based on any of that. It's based on your dedication and your trust in God. Because if you're trusting God, God can take you further than you can even imagine. Am I right about it? And a lot of folks, they, they, they don't trust him because they haven't tried him. 
You have to try uh, Tylenol to know that it works on your headache. You, you can't get you a bottle and just sit up there and look at it. You got to put what's in the bottle in you. Well, 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 this, well, I don't have a Bible in hand, but that's our medicine bottle. And you just can't sit up there on your dash and let it cut, collect dust. You got to take the words off the pages in the Bible and put them in, go on say it, in me. And that's when you will see things change. A lot of folks are perpetrating. Oh, I love the Lord. How you know? You don't know how to love him. We learn how to love God through his word. Am I right about it? We learn how to worship God through his word. We learn how to be obedient through his word. We learn that things are not going to always happen on our calendar when we want it. But if you're a regular worshiper and you have faith in God, it will happen. Oh, ask Rebecca and Isaac. Isaac and Rebecca had been married 20 years, no children. Isaac went to God and said, God, what's up? Uh, you gave me this wife. You, you, you sensed it in my father's spirit that, that this was the wife for me, and I was obedient. I married her. We've been married 20 years, and we just can't have a child. And the Bible said he went to God and prayed, and God said, okay, <clears throat> it's time. And I can just use my sanctified imagination. Uh, 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 both of them were surprised when it happened. Well, how about his daddy, Abraham and what, Sarah? Lord, Lord you, you promised. Here I am approaching a hundred. Here my wife is approaching. Now, ain't it lovely to think about it'll last that long? See you after church. But at 89 for Sarah, and come on now. I thought it was all over. But with God, somebody said, with God, all things are possible. He woke up Sarah's dead womb, and they had a child at that age. Now, if you don't believe me, go in the book of Genesis. It's there. So ain't nothing too hard for God. See, God people strive to obey God by casting their cares upon him. You trust God by what you do. Uh-oh. It ain't what you believe. It's what you do. I trust you, God, and I'm handing this off to you. I don't have no evidence. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you do it. I know you will do it. And ain't it good to, to, to hand it off to God and not have to worry about it anymore? You shouldn't because you done tried everything yourself. You have exhausted every resource, every tap you could tap into, and nothing has happened. You hand it off to God, and quicker than right now, and sooner than it won, it's fixed. If I'd have known this, I could have went to God a year ago. Makes sense to you? So, so, so God's people 
trust him. If anything continues to haunt you day in and day out, you haven't given it to the Lord. You don't give it to the Lord and continue to worry about it. You don't give it to the Lord and continue to try to fix it yourself. Quit lying to yourself. And, so, and, say, and pray, Lord, teach me how to trust you. Am I right about it? It will come up from time to time in your mind, but don't dwell on it. That's what gets us in trouble. We, we try to, you say, okay, we'll forget about it. Here it come up again. Well, okay, well, maybe this time it's going to be different, so let me try it again. Remember, stress will alter your personality. It'll make you something that you're not. You won't see it, but the folks around you will. And you would know it when they, start ask, when they start asking for a hit of what you got. Somebody ought to be honest with yourself. I need to quit stressing out my family. Help us, Holy Ghost. It's hard to not try to fix it. It's hard to not to try to fix it. it that's, somebody say it's hard. But you got to press through. Think about this. You have already tried to fix it. It ain't no surprise to you. See, in this part of Scripture, you need to understand what the 55th division of Psalms is talking about. David is in great danger and distress from, the, from, from his enemies. David's enemies is coming after him. Yeah. And so David called on the mercy of the Lord. Hey, David ain't no different than we are. When something comes upon us and trying to attack us, ain't that what, Lord, I need you. You ain't need him this month, so now you need him. Am I right about it? Uh, 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 David even said, I wish I had wings so I could just fly away. If you don't believe this, read the chapter. I, just let me fly away from this trouble. Let me just get away from it. Didn't Jackson, I need a break. I'm going to kill myself. This stress giving me ulcers, giving me pain. I can't sleep. I don't start taking these pills. They done came out with a liquid called Z. It's a derivative from, don't nobody know, NyQuil. They just took some of the medicine out and left the sleeping part in. So you take a cup full of it, and before you know it, it's the next morning. Am I right about it? So David said, Lord, just if I had wings, I could fly away. Anybody ever felt like that? I, I just need to get away. They had a commercial out of the day, Southwest Island, like, you want to get away? Somebody want to get away right now. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, somebody want to get away. It's nothing unusual. It's a natural response. Am I right about it? He, he, David wanted to get away from these troubles. He, he prayed against his enemies, and, and he described their wickedness. And that's in verse 9 and 11. And he speaks of false friends. Anybody found out that you had some false friends? Didn't mean you any good. Just hanging around you, just hoping a dollar would fall out your pocket. Oh, everybody has them. But when you're a child of God, God will reveal who's real and who's not. Am I right about it? He speaks of the false friend who had been 
principal cause of his distress. Folks will stress you. That, that's just what this talking about. They were stressing David because they were lying on David and they tried to do bodily harm to him. And, and David was saying, I, I got to get, uh, Lord, take me away from this. Don't let me do something to him. Why you say that, Pastor? David was a warrior. And David would kill. You got, David said, David said Lord, don't let me go back to that old man. Because they are dancing around my hot button, and I'm afraid of what I might do. Anybody ever been there? Okay. He, he said again, he prayed his enemy in verse 15. He, he expressed his confidence in God, verse 16 through 18. And he gives a further description of his These some, were some deceitful friends. See, th 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 that's called betrayal. And you can only be betrayed by a friend. Somebody ought to say something. I say you can only be betrayed by a friend. Am I right about that? That's what hurts so bad. I thought you had my best interest. I thought you had my back. Now, you, you, you helping these folks to put a dagger in my back. And you over there pouncing on it. You ain't my friend. Am I right about it? Oh, this is helping somebody. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Then he came, he said, out of all this, you know what I learned? I need to cast all my troubles on the Lord. After you've been through so much, you need to understand, you need to throw it off of you. Somebody said, throw it off. Because you have a God that can relieve your stress. It ain't nothing we can do to relieve it. And God knows it. Now we'll try, but it ain't nothing we can do to relieve our stress. That's why I named, that's why I titled this sermon Jesus, the stress reliever. Billions of dollars are being spent every day, every week, every to relieve stress. Folks on medication, you wouldn't believe it's a billion-dollar industry. Stress. And you have at your disposal a stress reliever. You don't have to take him with water. You don't have to eat before you take a pill. You can wake up at 12 o'clock in the midnight hour and say, Lord, I need you. He never sleeps, neither does he slumbers, and he hears your call from my call. Somebody say, Jesus, Jesus. the stress reliever. Ah, uh, I, I feel something blowing this away. I feel something blowing. Let's get some help here, because you might not want to take my word, and I don't blame you. So I went and got some more word. You can just write this down, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11. 1 Peter 5th chapter, 6 through 11. You can just write it down and read it later because I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, humble yourself, therefore under the mighty hands of God, so that at the proper time he may what? Exalt you. Oh, God. That, that's a, somebody ought to be running around this church house. Did you hear what Peter said? 
He says, humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time. See, only God knows the proper time. He says, I know what you want. I know how you want it. But your schedule is a little off. At the proper time, I will give you what you ask me for. You got to be patient with God. Am I right about it? He said, casting all your anxieties upon him. I'm reading the Bible. I'm writing the scripture down. You think I'm playing. Uh, 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 cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Ain't that good to know that you can hand it off to God? Why? Because he cares for you. He don't want you to be stressful. He don't want you to be troubled. He don't want you to be in betwixt or throw it all. He wants you to be what he has preordain you to be. I know we want to be what we want to be. That's why that song hit me so hard. God, if you hadn't came into my life, I don't know. Maybe you, you see, some of you, I know, have been saved all your life and never sinned. But I was a good sinner. You don't hear me. Pastor, you saying you, I was a good one. And you was too. Some of you still sinning. Oh, I was a good sinner. Lord, I want to be as good a Christian as I was a sinner. Was. Anybody feel me? Lay on your anxieties on him because he cares. Be sober-minded. Uh-oh, Avery. No, it's then. It, it, see, see? Your Avery said, be sober-minded. Be in a place where you can think. Okay, uh, be watchful, be on guard. Your adversary, the devil, is always prowling around like a roaring lion, looking or seeking whom he may devour. God, when you are stressful, the enemy is saying, I got him. I got him, Sister Jackson. They've been bouncing around here. I got him. They're not getting up in the morning and going to Sunday school. I got them. They're not coming to Wednesday night strengthening hour. I got them. They come to church two times a month. I got them. Uh-oh, I didn't mean to come up in your living room. He said, resist him. Who is the him? The devil. Quit falling face first. Firm in your faith, knowing the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Look at the same stress I'm experiencing, you're experiencing. Oh, 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 no, I am. Okay. I beg to differ. You live in the same world? I do. You eat the same food? I do. Am I right? You go to work? You raise your family? like everybody else do. So you ain't the only one that's stressed out. That's what this scripture here says. You not, don't feel like you're a lonely one in a corner and everybody's picking on you. Everybody's going through some stress. You just need to know how to handle it. It ain't what's out there, it's who's with you. Am I right about it? And after, verse, and after you have suffered a little while, you, you need to suffer. And we're talking about suffering through waiting. That's the hardest thing to do is wait. 
So after you suffer a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore you. Because the devil stole something from you. Confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. First Peter 5, 6 to 11. Well, Pastor, I'm not convinced yet. That's fine. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Just write them down. Matthew 11. Next time you get stressed, I want you to read these verses. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Eight, 28 verse says, come to me. All who labor and are heavily laden, you can say burden, and I will. You see, when God said, I will, he, God doesn't use the language I might. I, I maybe, God say, I will give you rest. What's more valuable than rest? Somebody say, I need some rest. All of these carols in the world, all of this stuff, trying to stay safe, trying to keep my family safe, trying to make sure things are in place so I don't, uh, I need some rest. Digging sudden, give me some rest. I need to be able to sleep at night without sleep aids. So how do I do that? I give it to the Lord and go to sleep in his arms. Anybody feel me? He said, take my yoke upon you. A yoke, a yoke, a yoke. In other words, if you're from the country, you know what a yoke is. If you're from the city, listen and learn. A yoke is something that you yoke, used to yoke cows up to. Okay? And, and, and it has two openings in each end. And you put the cow's neck in it, and it's designed to keep the cows pulling at the same pace. God is saying, take my yoke. In other words, get on the other side of me. When you can't pull, I'll pull for you. That's what he's saying. I'll pull for you. You ain't pulling nothing by yourself. That's what's going around these days. Folks are thinking they're having to pull something. God said, take my yoke. Put it on. Now try to do what you were setting out to do. You'll see my yoke is easy. In other words, I'm pulling more than you pulling. But you didn't know that until you tried me. I'm preaching harder you I'm preaching harder than you saying amen. My brothers, is like, if you need some further convincing, let's go to Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Philippians 4, chapter 6 and 7. If you need further convincing. Do not be anxious about anything. That's what it said. I said that's what it said. But in everything, by prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving. Let me say that again. Everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made, made known to God and the peace of God. In other words, when you ask God, God will give you some peace, and that peace helps you wait. Lord Jesus. Lights. Can I get an amen from you? And 
the peace of God will surpass all understanding. In other words, you, you, you won't be able to really understand how God did this. My God, I've tried over and over and over, and God, I just asked God, and God just did it. How, how did he do that? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Am I right about it? With God, he said, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. See, that's what your stress works on, your heart. Somebody say, it's a heart manner. And your mind, your heart, you feel it, and your mind is running wild. He said, God will take care of both of those things. When you trust him, somebody said, that's good news. I said, Jesus, the stress reliever. Am I right about it? And I'm glad that I learned this simple lesson from God. Because otherwise, I would be up all times of night Worried about this, worried about that. And some folks just like to worry. And that's stressful. I, I know I should give it to the Lord, but I just can't help it. No, you can help it. Give it to the Lord. In times like these, I know stress has come upon us. Look at our stock market. Look at the, the, the trades. The, look at Korea shooting off missile. Somebody said, it's stressful. Look at the stuff that just happened last week in our, in, in, in our, in our state. 22 folks died in El Paso. What, about 10 or 11 died in Ohio. Somebody say, that's stressful. You don't have to even go out that far. Look what happened in Dallas. Some old rappers, some old stank rappers. I said stank rappers. Got into it, and the boy came back to shoot and shot a 13-year-old girl and killed her. And talking about, I just shot in the wrong apartment. What's wrong with you? Somebody say, that's stressful. Am I right about it? Every day it's a homicide, a suicide, or some kind of side. Somebody say, that's stressful. I need somebody who's understand. I, I need somebody that knows what we're going I don't know about you, but I need somebody that I can lean on. I don't need to lean on a temporary arm. I need to lean on an all-lasting arm, an everlasting one, one that can hold me, one that can pick me up, one that can console me. I need somebody to hand all of this stress over to, and God said, give it here. Give it here. Somebody ought to be shouting today because you, now you know what to do. Stress relief. I started to title this message, Too Best to Be Stressed, but you said, that's old lingo. I said, let me break that down. I need to give you an object because it's not bare aspen. It's not all of this other stuff. It's not Jack. It's, not, it's Jesus, the son of a living God. I said, it's Jesus. Trust him to help you live. Because somebody is living and somebody else is existing. You're just going through the motion. You're working yourself to the bone, trying to chase after things and forgot to chase after God. 
Am I right about it? You're just existing. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're just existing. Oh, I got it going on. Yeah, you're going on to hell. You sure enough got it going on. But Jesus Christ, the son of a living God, came down through 42 generations just to save our soul. He died on an old rugged cross. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, somebody shout early. Sunday morning, he got up with power. Now he said, bring all your cares. Bring everything you got. Bring, bring your cares and, 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 and drop it. And when you drop them, turn your back on them. Knowing that I will make everything up. And sometimes he works quickly. Sometimes when you get back to where that stress came from, it's already been done. Somebody said, ain't the Lord all right. My brothers and my sister, I want to encourage you today. To trust Jesus. This is not folklore. And this is not a fable. This is the real deal. Am I right about it? If you want to keep existing, keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to live, try Jesus. Because we live and we move and have our being in him. Am I right about it? He didn't die a meaningless death. He gave his life for us that we may have the tree of life. Am I right about it? He's coming back again. Am I right about it? He's coming in the aisle, riding on a cloud, looking at the graveyard, that a hole in dead saint, and says, come, blessed are my father. Saints start moving, dirt, and coming up, and he look over to his left side and said, those that are still alive shall be changed in a moment, and at the blinking of an eye, we be caught up. Somebody shout, caught up, we be caught up. Caught up. Caught up. Oh, caught up and going home with glory. Ain't the Lord all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I don't have to carry stress around. I'm glad that I don't have to walk through this world alone. Are you glad today? That you have a father that knows your every need. You have a father you can call on. Whether in the morning, whether at noonday hour, whether at the midnight hour. He's there to relieve your stress. He's there to encourage you. He's there to heal you. He's there. To sustain you. Ain't he all right? I can't hear you. Ain't the Lord all right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Have you tried Jesus? My, 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 my. Somebody say yes. 
I've tried it. And he came through. Yes. He's a good God. Yes. He's my friend. Yes. He's my father. Ain't he all right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being there. Thank you, Lord, for caring. Thank you, Lord, for grace and mercy. Ain't it all right? Yeah. 